The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Pacific Life. Protecting generations of families for 150 years, that's the power of Pacific. Good morning and happy Election Day. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, November 7th. In today's news, the Air Force's failure enabled the gunman in Texas to obtain firearms he shouldn't have been able to get. 2,500 Nicaraguan immigrants now have 14 months to leave the United States. And House Republicans are rejecting President Trump's push to repeal Obamacare in their tax cut bill. But first, the big idea. The Virginia governor's race might scare Republicans away from tackling criminal justice reform. In the closing weeks of the campaign, which finally ends today, the Republican gubernatorial nominee Ed Gillespie has blistered his Democratic rival for supporting Governor Terry McAuliffe's order that restored voting rights to felons, including a sex offender who completed his sentence and was rearrested but not convicted on child pornography charges. Both sides believe that this line of attack has been a significant factor in allowing Gillespie to close the gap in public and private polls. Democrats involved in the race believe that ads on this theme, which they say are unfair and misleading, are appealing to suburban swing voters and helping Gillespie consolidate support among people who view him warily but love Donald Trump. The potency of this law and order message may have a chilling effect on criminal justice reform around the country by deterring other Republicans from taking up the issue. No one wants to get hit by the kind of attack ads that Gillespie is running in Virginia. Conservative elites led by the Koch brothers have championed policy initiatives in recent years to try encouraging more leniency for convicts, like scaling back mandatory minimum sentences, and to improve reentry programs for those who get out. They've made strides around the country, even in deep red states, at passing bills, and they came very close last year to getting a bill at the federal level through the Senate. Criminal justice reform is a much tougher sell politically than substantively. Ambitious Republicans, especially those with their sights on the White House down the road, are watching Virginia for lessons they might learn. And they're familiar with recent history. The Willie Horton ad against Michael Dukakis in 1988 led to a generation of tougher sentences and less sympathy, even for nonviolent drug offenders. Politicizing crime this way has led to a massive overcrowding of our prisons. Mike Huckabee issued more than a thousand commutations and pardons when he was the governor of Arkansas. He got a lot of political mileage out of it at the time, but the effort backfired in 2009 when one of the convicts whose sentence he commuted killed four police officers. Vulnerability on this issue was one of the reasons he chose not to run for president in 2012. Donald Trump broke with the zeitgeist toward embracing criminal justice reform by running a locker up and throw away the key kind of campaign. Then he appointed Jeff Sessions, who for years has been the biggest obstacle to criminal justice reform in the Senate as attorney general. Republicans like Gillespie are now following his lead. And in fact, on election morning, Trump, who's in Asia, has sent a series of tweets praising Gillespie for focusing on crime and law and order and MS-13. As a result of his barrage of negative ads and the Democratic divisions I talked about in Monday's episode, Gillespie is as well positioned as he could hope to be going into today's election, but he still remains the underdog. Trump's approval rating is still 38% in Virginia. The state has a very long history of going with whichever party lost the White House the year before. And remember, Virginia was the only Southern state that Hillary Clinton carried last year. That election was a year ago today. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, an update on the mass shooting in Texas. 
the Air Force has launched an internal review into why it failed to provide key information to the FBI that should have prevented the attacker behind the shooting in Sutherland Springs from purchasing firearms. The gunman was convicted by a general court-martial on two charges of domestic assault while serving in the Air Force. The Air Force said his offense was not entered into the database, which meant he was able to pass background checks to purchase weapons. Authorities haven't identified a motive for the attack, but they noted that the shooting, which left 26 dead, including an 18-month-old, occurred amid a domestic dispute between the gunman and his family. Number two, the Trump administration announced that it will not renew the temporary protected status designation that has allowed Nicaraguans to remain in the country for nearly two decades. This means that 2,500 Nicaraguans now have 14 months to leave the United States, or find a way to change their residency status. The temporary protected status designation was originally created by Congress in 1990 to avoid sending foreign nationals to countries that were too damaged or too unstable to receive them. Trump officials also deferred a decision for the 57,000 Hondurans who have been living in the United States under this designation. Trump says the Department of Homeland Security needs more time to consider their fate. Number three, House Republicans have rejected Trump's push to use the tax bill to repeal a critical piece of the Affordable Care Act. Trump has personally pushed House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Kevin Brady to include a repeal of the individual mandate in an amendment to the tax bill. Nonpartisan analysts say that would save the government more than $400 billion over a decade, but it would also leave 15 million more Americans without health insurance. Brady yesterday instead decided to offer an amendment that would tweak the way that his bill would tax the earnings of investment managers, cross-border transactions by multinational corporations, and the endowments of private universities. Brady said that Congress would work on the ACA legislation after they conclude tax reform. It's about a reality. The tax bill would have failed if they tried to jam it in. These changes come as Republicans are battling new evidence from outside nonpartisan observers that their tax plan will deliver uneven benefits to American workers while delivering outsized benefits to corporations and the wealthiest individuals. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, November 7th. You can read much more about everything that's going on in my newsletter at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Hellman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.